0: And welcome back. I'm Bill English here at Bible and Business. I'm the publisher, and I just want to welcome you to another edition of Bible and Business here on my YouTube channel. Today, uh, we are in chapter four of my book, A Christian Theology of Business Ownership, and today we're going to be looking at conflict. This is the eighth part of a ten part series on how to build healthy partnerships. And all of this material in this series comes from my book, A Christian Theology of Business Ownership, an introduction for Christian entrepreneurs on what the Bible says about owning a business. But before we get started today, I'd like to let you know that I have another book out on the market for business leaders as well as business owners. Uh, This is really for Christians in business who work in mid or upper level management as well as Christians who own businesses. And this uh, book is called Biblical Wisdom for Business Leaders. And this uh, book is taken from the 30 sayings in Proverbs chapter 22, verses 17, really through the end of chapter 24. And uh, I discuss, as do these Proverbs, really the sage in the Proverbs discusses a wide range of topics, such as greed and anger and envy justice. You can see these on your screen. Ambition, self-control, giving and receiving advice, persevering in the midst of difficult situations, uh, taking on debt or not taking on others' debt, and competence and so forth. So if you would like a, a, a shorter read, this book is only about 150 pages, whereas my theology book is I don't know, 350 pages. If you'd like a shorter book that still deals with a lot of the topics that you'd uh, deal with as a Christian business owner or Christian business leader, uh, then I invite you to pick this up. You can buy it at any online bookstore, Amazon, uh, Kobu, and, and a whole bunch of others. And you can get it in both electronic or print format. I invite you to um, uh, purchase a copy and and learn from Proverbs and from the sage, as have I, on on how to uh, take biblical wisdom and apply it in the business world. Also, if you'd like to learn more about Bible and Business, I just invite you to hop over to Bibleandbusiness.com where I have articles and podcasts and some tools and surveys uh, that you may want to partake of as well. You can also download the slides for this and all the other YouTube channel um, broadcasts in PDF format and you can use those slides at your convenience uh, for your own learning. So today we're going to talk about conflict. Conflict in business. Oh my! Uh, this I could spend uh, probably three days on conflict, but I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm only going to do uh, just a, a few minutes here on conflict. First of all, let's talk about unresolved conflict. When there's conflict in a partnership uh, and it's unresolved, it will kill the partnership and probably kill the business. And it leaves a lot of opportunity, what I say a lot of profits on the table, Uh, you can't get some traction without some friction. So some conflict and some friction in a partnership is usually at the right level and at the right pace. In other words, how often it occurs it's probably a good thing, right? Uh, But in the long run if it's unresolved you will leave opportunity and profits on the table. It will kill your partnership and it will create distance between you and your other partners. And it's that distance, that lack of collaboration, that lack of trust, that lack of being able to be in the same room together, which will end up uh, killing your uh, partnership. Now, The causes of conflict in a business sense, I think, are different. Now, I did nine years of marriage and family therapy. Remember, I'm a psychologist, or was until August 1st of 2022, anyways, when I voluntarily gave up my license. Uh, But I was a psychologist in this state for over 20 years, and I did nine years of marriage and family therapy. And I can tell you that the causes of conflict in a marriage are different Uh, in my estimation, than the causes of conflict in a business partnership. So I'm really going to focus on the business partnership piece. First of all, roles and responsibilities. Uh, In a business partnership, each partner should have one or more set of roles and one or more set of responsibilities. And frankly, I don't have it up here on the screen, but one or more set of deliverables that they deliver back to the partnership. And if they're not delivering those things, then then the partnership isn't going to work. Roles are really a business role. Who is, you know, for example, let's say you have three partners and the company needs a CEO. Chances are good that one of those three partners are going to be the CEO. And so the partnership votes. One of them becomes the CEO and then what happens is the other two have a responsibility to submit to that partner's day-to-day authority as the CEO. Now all three of them might sit on the board of directors and in that sense the other two partners can hold their CEO partner accountable in the board meetings. But there are certain business roles that partners need to fill and they need to fill them and then make sure that they are giving back to the partnership their deliverables and responsibilities. And this means staying in your swim lane. A lot of conflict is created between partners when all the partners think of themselves only as owners and they get outside their day-to-day swim lane and make decisions that rightly belong to another partner or that rightly belong to one of their employees. Just because you're an owner doesn't mean you get to make whatever decision you want to make anytime you want to make it. That is not how this works in a partnership. In a partnership you need you need to be aware of swim lanes and you need to stay in your swim lane and you need to stay in it such that that others don't feel like you're stepping on their toes whether they're partners or key employees. Thirdly poor process definition. I worked with uh, two brothers and a cousin recently and in a conflict resolution engagement, and we tried to just map out a, a beginning process that was really core to their business. And when I say beginning process, in other words, this was not a difficult process for them to articulate, or it should not have been, I'll put it that way. It was a core process that their company does multiple times every day. And I could not get the three of them to agree on the roles of the people involved in the process. They simply could not agree to them. Different goals and expectations is another cause of conflict. In this situation, you have the goals of the partners and the expectations of what they think they are delivering and what they should be able to deliver to the business are simply different. And this comes back to, again, roles and responsibilities. Um, You have a role in the business to play, and that is different than your ownership role. Being an owner is not a job. I want to say that again. Being an owner is not a job. The job is getting work done in the business or working on the business. But being an owner by itself is not a job. Anybody can hold equity. I hold equity in a number of public corporations. That's not a job. I'm still an owner, but but that's not a job. So being an owner is not a job. Working in the business is a job, and when you work in the business, you have to have certain roles and responsibilities that you pay attention to. And when there are different goals for what the owners want out of the business, when there are different goals for what they think uh, the bi- where the business should be going, that's going to create some conflict. And finally, different values. Some people value money Uh, simply because they want to build a retirement. Other people value money because it it represents that they have been successful. Some people just want to be rich because they like all the conveniences that it brings to them, okay? But there are different values around money, and that is something that needs to be talked about at the partner level so that people are, are operating the same way at the partner level. I have one one a client right now in a conflict resolution, and he makes plenty of money, but it doesn't mean anything to him because, in his mind, his goal is simply to be the best he can be, regardless of what the money is. He knows that God will always take care of him, whatever the money is. He's he's fine with that, uh, and so. Uh, but I have another uh, a guy who loves money because it, he buys toys with it. You know, he has his boats and his his uh, four-wheelers and, and his uh, cabins and stuff like that. And so money means a leisure time. Money means uh, creating memories with his kids. Money means a lot of things to him. And he's in a partnership with a guy who doesn't care about money. He just cares about being the best he can be. I think you can probably see where that would create some conflict for them. Finally, lack of clear communication. Uh, if you can't communicate clearly with your partners about what you're thinking and what you're feeling, uh, then you're not going to have a good partnership. And this sometimes means bringing up touchy and difficult situations uh, and maybe even telling the partner that they were wrong. And uh, being able to do that in a way where you're loving about it, but you're also being very clear. You're very, very clear. I know of, of another partnership that's not a client of mine. I just... I just know this about this partnership because one of the partners is a friend of mine. And he, uh, he and his partner, who is his sister-in-law, um, they have two times a year, two times a year, where they are allowed to totally vent on the other one, and the other one has to sit and be completely silent and cannot say anything back. And uh, they both use it, <laughs> but it has improved their partnership because there are times when the stress gets so high that they just have to unload. And when they unload in a clear yet loving way, it really uh, it gets the conflict on the table, but it also gets clear communication going. And it actually paves the way for them to have a much stronger partnership than had they not uh, done that in the first place. So causes of conflict, just to review your roles, uh, having uh, fuzzy roles or not, uh, or not fulfilling your responsibilities or not giving back to the business, your deliverables, uh, getting outside your swim lane in, in, in your day-to-day activities, uh, lack of process definition, uh, having the partners having different goals and expectations, different values around money, and the partners not having clear communication. So before you enter a partnership, if you're looking at entering a partnership and you're watching this video series because you're not sure if you should enter into a partnership, then I would invite you to spend time with your potential partners and look for how they resolve conflict. If possible, spend time with them and their spouse go to dinner with them, go to a ball game, see how they handle conflict in the marriage because usually how conflict is handled in the marriage is how it's going to be handled in the partnership. At least that's how they're going to try to handle it in the partnership. Now you can also use negotiating the partner agreement as an opportunity to see how they will handle conflict. So as you're going through that negotiation hold part of yourself back And Learn how your new partner manages conflict and don't sign that partner agreement uh, if you don't think that they uh, Can handle conflict well Uh, You will need a method to resolve conflict you might want to have to engage a third party to help from time to time somebody like myself or a mediator or a lawyer Uh, and usually I'll oh, actually I have it here on the slide. The, this is the example of that, that two-person partnership where they vent to each other at least once or twice a year, and the other one just has to sit there and listen. Is that a way to resolve it? No, but it, it's, a, it's a way to get down the path, <laughs> quite a ways, uh, if it's done in the right way. So, look, what's the warning here? If you can't agree on a conflict resolution method, or if you can't resolve simple conflicts, early on as you're either negotiating the agreement or putting the partnership together or early on in the partnership, then either get out of it or don't form the partnership in the first place. Just walk away. It's not going to be worth your while. It's not going to be worth the money. The headaches and the heartaches will not be worth the money. And then finally, be sure your partner agreement discusses conflict and what happens when partners Uh, no longer can work together. You need an exit. Uh, Every partner agreement should have clear ways of exiting uh, the partnership. So, time for a little bit of a review here. Uh, Make sure you understand the causes of conflict. Make sure you have the backbone and the fortitude to reach resolutions uh, in a a way where neither of you or none of the partners feel like they lost. Um, Assess conflict resolution skills and abilities before entering the formal partnership, and if needed, engage outside help. Our next episode, we're going to look at competence, how competence plays a role in building healthy partnerships. I want to thank you for joining me today. I'm Bill English, the publisher here at Bible and Business. I hope that this has been helpful to you, and if you need to get a hold of me for any reason, you can just email me at bill at bibleandbusiness.com, B-I-B-L-E-A-N-D-B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S.com, bill at bibleandbusiness.com. Thanks for watching. I really am glad you joined me today, and I hope you join me next week for uh, the next episode called Competence. In the meantime, go out and make it a great day. Take care.